This is the Good Things Guy podcast with myself, Brendan DeCube, South Africa's very own Good Things Guy. I'm on a mission to change what the world pays attention to. I truly believe that there's good news all around us, and I spend my time hunting down and reporting on the best good news stories from South Africa and the world. In the Good Things Guy podcast, you'll meet these everyday heroes and hear their incredible stories. This week, I'm excited to have Charles Jacardo van Flippen, his surname, and I can't get his name right, and it's absolutely embarrassing. He's one of my friends, and I've known him as Charlie for so many years, but he is Mr. Gay World South Africa, and I have him in studio with me to chat about what that exactly means. Charlie, how do you say your name? It's Shol Jacardo van Halstingen. And where does that come from? Because there sounds a bit of Mediterranean in there, plus a bit of like Netherlands. Yeah, yeah. So my, my, my grandfather is from the Netherlands, so very Dutch inspired and from the very old school family history there, yes. Okay, so, so you are exotic. <laughs> I would say so, but I'm very proudly South African, born and raised. Yes. Amazing, amazing, amazing. You've now got this title as Mr. Gay World South Africa. I know you've done modeling, right? Yes. Correct. So how did this all come about? Oh, you know what? Um, for many, many years, I've actually been approached to enter the competition. Um, and I just didn't think it was that I was a strong enough representative. Because going into something like this, if you're going to be a Mr. Gay World South Africa, you know, you need really need to inspire others out there and what you stand for and, and others are going to look up to you. So I just go into a place where going through so many trials and tribulations in my life, I'm like, I'm at a place where I can hopefully inspire, motivate others with this title and not just be like, you know, pretty face and, and something like that. Because that, I mean, that sometimes is what pageants come across as being is you got to be good looking. So you tick the box there. Oh. Um, <laughs> you obviously, we train together. So I know that you're body conscious yes, about correct. being healthy. Yes. But more so, uh, I mean, one of your biggest charities is has got to do with cancer. And that's something we're going to touch on now because you, you're a cancer survivor. Correct. I'm a two times cancer survivor, actually. And it's it's absolutely changed my life and outlook in life that's, you know, we have to celebrate every single day that we have and do the most with every day because, I mean, tomorrow's not always a guarantee. But Charlie, you're a young boy. I'm 29. I you're just turned 29. 29 and you're a two-time cancer survivor. That's right. How old were you the first time? So I was uh, 27 when I was diagnosed with testicular cancer. And then a year later, I was diagnosed with lymphoma. And I'm now going in 10 months in remission. I know. I actually saw your status the other day and it put a little tear in my eye. You spoke about the fact that there was there was a lump that you were worried about. Yes, last week. And you had to go and, and have it checked out. And, mm. oh, that's, yes. It's, it's, such a, it's such a every single day... You know, the most important thing that I find is that you have to know your body. You have to listen to your body. You have to be conscious of what's going on in your body the whole time. So when I had found that lump, it was just like, it's so hard not to get drawn into that moment of, oh my word, it could be this. Because it is an everyday reality for me. So I had to, you know, get checked out and you have to have a process of waiting for the doctors and tests. But I mean, it does also just remind me to keep doing what I'm doing and keep living every single day and keep making the most that I can of today. Did, um, did And we'll get into the, the Mr. Gay World South Africa now. I really just want to break down. Did that scare and going through the cancer over the last couple of years, has that changed your outlook towards health, towards absolutely. Sort of nutrition? And yes, I mean, absolutely. I mean, we all, we all have our, uh, you know, our unhealthy traits and stuff like that. But I do focus very much on, you know, people look at me and they're like, oh, you only care what you look like. But it's not about that. It's about celebrating my body and the skin that I have today and making sure that I'm healthy and strong. And there's for me, having gone through cancer twice, that experience of not being able to get out of bed and feeling weak actually literally like broke my spirit so many days that 
I thrive on waking up and, and just being like, okay, I'm strong today, I'm going to gym and I'm going to eat healthy and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to feel great and, and that's literally how I want to live my every single day. And I, what I love is that that outlook now, you've been given a platform to, like you say, inspire others to go on this journey with you. Yes. What was it like that first moment when you when you entered the Mr. Gay World South Africa? I mean, I, I knew that I was ready. Were you nervous? I was very nervous because, I mean, <laughs> you never know who you're coming up with and I remember once I had been chosen as selected as a finalist and I'd looked at everyone's like oh you know you stand such a strong chance of winning but I, when you start hearing how these these other men were speaking and how educated they were and the plans they had going forward I was extremely nervous because I was like wow like I thought I had it all together and then I was like these guys actually really stand out so my competition was really strong in a sense of what they stood for and what they were were trying to achieve with this title. So I was very nervous. Very nervous, <laughs> of course. And then it got to the point where, I don't know, there was a final three and they were sort of looking at you and you were looking around and then it was announced that you are it. That's it, yeah. I remember we went through so many rounds of interviews and, and so many questions were thrown my way where, you know, you as a gay man even, you were taking back like, with it also like how are you involved in the transgender community and what are your outlooks on A, B, and C? And it actually made me sit back and process what is my outlook? How am I involved? How am I making a change? What am I doing going forward to to leave my footprint and inspire others out there? And it really just made me it motivates me even more so to become more motivation inspirational for others out there. I've had a couple of different pageant winners and even one of the shows was was a woman that's put together a pageant for young South Africans. And I, I have to ask because a lot of the listeners ask this question, are pageants still relevant? I mean, I do believe it depends. Again, pageants are, we have so many pageants out there, but I believe it's the contestants that are relevant out there. Who Who are we in the pageants, what are they representing? What are they standing for? And that's what I believe is we can, with pageants, bring out those people that are strong representatives and stand for something. And I believe with that platform, we can bring out those those representatives. If we look at, I mean, the, the biggest one from last year was our Miss Universe. Yes. Universe. Oh. Miss, 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 oh. Miss South Africa became Miss Beautiful, Universe. yes. And then she, she came back to South Africa. And because she's got this huge platform, mm. huge exposure, mm. um, the whole world's opened up for her, mm. our presidency made her the official face of gender-based violence yes. awareness yes. in South Africa. Yes, amazing. And she hasn't just taken that role on. She's taken it on with both hands, mm. and she's fighting for it yes. around the world. Yeah. And I feel like that's that's something that you could do with your um, different initiatives. So, again, that's literally what I'm trying to do. In, as, as great as we have these pageant platforms, it is, again, the representative. What are they doing? How hungry are they for this? Are they getting involved? Are they getting, like you say, grabbing with both hands, getting involved? And that's what I've also found my, my I wouldn't say my biggest challenge, my biggest, um, as a person, person who I am, is getting involved. I'm speaking to the people. I'm getting my hands and taking it with both the ball by both horns and I'm getting involved and I'm saying I want to get involved it's not just about me it's about the others out there who I can inspire who've come from my background who are fighting challenges and struggles in their life so they can say wow there's someone out there who is speaking up and getting involved and not just standing in front of the camera and, and, and being a pretty face that is getting involved and that's what I love about her as well she's getting involved she's doing it yes she's doing it alright so so the show before you featured the cast from, from Morphe uh, which is a really 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 wow. tough yeah. tough tough film yes. and it's a tough subject it's powerful and it's needed mm. because mm. it's different but one of the questions that I threw out to them and I'm going to throw the same out to you even though you weren't in the movie <laughs> just going to put it out there do you believe that those problems and I'm not talking about the army and mm-hmm. being different mm-hmm. 
But do you believe that the gay stigma and the stigma towards the LGBTI community, is that still relevant today? I do believe it's still relevant today because, I mean, you take the word morphia alone and it's not such a derogatory word. Like, you know, there's still such like when you, you call someone morphia, you just like it's, it's you seem like you're belittling the person. And it's just we need to break that stigma because even still today, as a gay man, as a, as a, as a queer person, you're still seeing not as an equal. And I believe like this movie, even going to the premiere and watching the movie, it really stuck with me because you get to see the struggles of where the previous generation was and where we are now and actually how far we still need to go as an LGBTQI plus community and how far we still can, you know, go with with everything happening in our community. But Charlie, that, that, this is the thing, boy, you've been given the reign now mm. and it's also your job to uphold that. It's my responsibility. Responsibility, Absolutely, yes. Has a South African representative won that title before? Yes. We have actually, we've had a few representatives that have won world. Again, it's just... In the pageant industry, a lot of our winners and previous title holders are famously known for disappearing off. You know, once they've won that, you're not seeing them. And it's, again, like, I really believe that we need the support of the community to stand up, you know, because we are so easily... We'll, we'll harp on someone's, we'll criticize them and condemn them for a mistake, for not being perfect, when we should actually be uplifting, like, wow, it's actually a real person, and we should be uplifting. So that pressure from the community can be so much to take sometimes, and I'm really striving myself into, you know, even there's going to be criticism and there's going to be, you know, bad things said, I'm still going to stand up and be a real representative because we have to stand up together and show the community to stand together. Charlie, I'm excited because we feature a lot of different winners around the world. We feature a lot of awards that South Africans are winning. And I am going to pre-write an article <laughs> for you for when, for when the Mr. Worlds take oh, place. Wow. That's I think, amazing. I well, think you stand a very good chance. You're a very good representative. And I think um, the causes that you stand for are very worthy and um, needed. Mm. And, and I want to see you go forward. We want to celebrate South Africa. Absolutely, we do. And again, it's about getting that support from the community I mean as you had mentioned like I, I have a very, very big platform for Love Your Nuts which is a testicular cancer and cancer awareness education foundation but I also belong to Project Braveheart and that's all about non-bullying and standing up against bullying and, and not just fighting the target of bullying but the actual bully themselves because at the end of the day when it comes to homophobia and all these things those people that are bullying and the others out there there's usually something going on there and even watching the movie Morphe, it shows you it's all about that conditioning from the previous generations and the communities we're in. So we have to break that stigma and be like, hey, you know, let's stand together regardless of your gender, your your sexuality, the color of your skin. It doesn't matter. We need to start standing up together and breaking the previous conditioning of the generations ahead of us. Conditioning is a huge, a huge keyword there. Hate mm. is learned. Hate is learned. Hate is learned. And and your your ideas and your opinions that you have about a different a different race, mm. a different um, you know LGBTQ yeah. community that comes from somewhere. We're not born with hate in our hearts. Not at all. We literally learn it and then we carry that through. And Absolutely. generally. Generally, it's our forefathers who have taught us how to feel that way. Mm. And we believe it's our own opinion yes. for whatever reason. <laughs> but, but actually, we've been conditioned to thinking in a certain way. And I love that Project Braveheart wants to change that. Yes, Bullying is such a huge problem. Huge problem. It's, you know, we, we look at the suicide rate amongst adults. That stems from your formative years Correct. when um, you're living trauma. 
And that trauma comes from people that are the same age as you, that's that it. have been conditioned by adults. It's, it. it's, you know, it sounds it's so like, simple <laughs> when I say it, but it's, you know, it's a disgusting, it's, disgusting it's, thing. It's very disgusting. And, and it's, it's like people understand the impact. Like you just hear something like, oh, a boy can't have, don't give a boy a yellow chair. And I'm like, but you're conditioning the child to think, okay, a boy can't have a yellow chair because you're genitizing a color, which we shouldn't be doing. You're conditioning the child already. And we need to stop that immediately because even in myself, I had started recognizing things from the condition that I grew up in, the community that I grew up in. I mean, I grew up in a very, very conservative, conservative way, being gay or have being different color or even just being different. Like you were condemned and you were bullied and you were even physically and verbally attacked for it. So I'm just like, and I started recognizing myself going, hang on, but this is conditioning from where I, how I grew up and from the country I grew up in, from previous generations. And we need to break that stigma completely, which is why when I really try and push the gender barriers of when people look at me, oh, you've, you know, you've got muscles and you've got tattoos. And I try and break things like, but it's not about that toxic masculinity. So again, it's that conditioning that's come yeah. in from previous generations that we need to break that. You're achieving great things. And this role that you've been given and the responsibility and, and moving you forward has really thrust you into a different space. Yes. It's kind of like saying, I don't want to say this, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> kind of like saying uh, out of all the gays, you're, you're the one for South Africa. So it's, it's a really beautiful title to have. And it's, a, it's an honor that you're sitting in my studio Thank today. You. Has things changed with you? You talk about the past and where you grew up and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that sort of vibe. Ha, have your peers and people noticed the amazing work that you do? Well, I do feel that I'm, I'm receiving a lot of support um, from, from my peers in the community. And again, like I'm not perfect. I have had to go through a lot to get where I am. I've had to fail. I've had to fall. I've had to many times over and over again to get where I am. So I'm not perfect. And I really believe that I bring a real relatability kind of characteristics where, you know, okay, we know him, we know where he's come from, we've seen his trial and tribulations and the mistakes that he's made, and he's really trying to make something of it now. So that's why I say, like, we need to stop condemning each other and criticizing, oh, you're not perfect, you, oh, you made a mistake, and start uplifting each other and supporting each other and say, you don't have to be perfect, you know. But you have to want to make change. Yes. Positive change. That's it. Positive Positive change. change. Well, again, it's been an honor having you in the studio. I'm excited to see the next level. We're going to all be supporting you. Going up. That's Um, it. And if others want to follow your journey, if they want to to follow you on Instagram Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. on all the social media spaces, how do they follow this path that you're currently on? So the easiest way I would say to follow me, as we know, I have a really long name. (laughs) Most people will battle to find. (laughs) I'm going to go away. I'm going to leave today and just practice it. I'm going to go and practice it. So I believe that the easiest way to follow my journey is to go to my Instagram at charlieboy23 and from there all my social media platforms are easily available my whole name is there my YouTube channel is there where I speak up about taboo and uncomfortable issues and hopefully open up a safe dialogue to speak about these things we'd be like oh I can speak about these things in that kind of environment so charlieboy23 will be the easiest way on my Instagram from there you can be directed to my Facebook and my YouTube and all my personal social media platforms we're going to put those links underneath this podcast as well so you won't even have to search for it (laughs) or search that crazy name but it's a name that we're not going to forget and um, I'm excited to see it where, where it goes. I'm excited to follow the initiatives. I love the charities that you've associated yourself with. And um, I think you're doing good things for South Africa. Thank you so much. And again, it's just this kind of support from you and from the communities. What we need, we need to support each other. And it's like, hey, I'm going to help you. 
I believe what you stand for, and let's get the word out there. We rise by lifting each other. That's, That's what it. they say. That's, That's what it. they say. Absolutely. Thank you. That's another version of uh, the Good Things Guy Jackpot. It's been amazing having you. In Thank studio. you so much for having me. Thank you. Wishing you only good things. Thank you. I'm Brendan Hughes, South Africa's very own Good Things Guy, and you've been listening to Good Things Guy, a Jackpot podcast. For more episodes or to subscribe, rate, or review my podcast, go to iTunes, Iona FM, or Google Podcasts. Be kinder than necessary to yourself and each other. Thanks, and only good things. Thanks.